0: Okay, are, are you actually ready? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you, are you? It, well, I'm kind of, I'm winging it, how, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am too. All right, right okay. get your brain in gear, we've got an important yeah. conversation to have. Hello! Hello! And welcome to the Respectfully podcast. I'm Nikki Pope. And I'm Lauren Stone. And we are once again gathered in the Respectfully studio in the air, in the sky, during lockdown. <laughs> to virtually. Virtually. Um, I think virtually you can apply to a lot of things we do, but there you go. So virtually we are speaking to Anne Vec and her husband Keith, who are owners of the very well-known and very successful Anne Vec brand with super salon in Oxfordshire I think is actually in the city it's in Oxford yeah that's right I've known Anne and Keith for about gosh all my hairdressing journalist career which is well over 20 years really yeah and she's remarkable and's really really worked at her craft of being a hairdresser and together with Keith she's not only become really brilliant at creativity and doing photo shoots and shows and education, but the salon itself is really successful and they grow great people who go on also to do other things. They have at times been brand ambassadors for several well-known colour houses, but increasingly over the years they have become very focused and very interested in the subject of sustainability and looking after the planet, and I would actually go as far as to say Anne is a bit of an eco-warrior these days.
1: Oh, totally, yeah.
0: So really has put a lot of thought into it. Recently moved to join Davines, just as importantly, and fitting with the ethos of the product company that she's chosen to be with, they've worked really hard on their salon business and really make it very clear as a part of their signature style, the sustainability and thought for the planet. Is something that they hold very close to their heart and bring yeah. to to the work. So it would be really interesting to see what it would. I think I think Salon Owners could definitely learn a thing or two from them about sustainability, especially coming out of you know the lockdown. Yeah, there must be so many ideas that people will be wanting to implement. So it'll be it'll be good to yeah hear what they've got to say. Yeah, let's get them on air. <laughs> So, welcome to the Respectfully podcast. We're very happy to have with us Anne Beck and Keith hi, Mellon guys. from Anne Beck Salons. Hello, lovely to see you. Oh, yeah, hi Lauren, hi Nikki. You. Hi, hello. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us today. We are very pleased to have you with us, and I think this is a very interesting time to be chatting to you guys because I'm aware, as is a lot of the industry, that you are very interested in and very focused on sustainability and caring for the planet and reflecting that, um, well, more than inflecting that, actually making that a very key part of your hairdressing brand. And currently, while we're speaking to you, we are still in the lockdown situation because of COVID-19, which is giving all of us pause for thought about what the new normal might be. And I think there's a lot of interest in how we come out of this and how we might alter some of our practices to actually just be a bit more aware. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys feel about it? Is it something you're talking about, thinking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, we talk about all sorts of things. Obviously, there's so much uncertainty at the moment.
2: Well, I think it's, it's, it really is really interesting, isn't it? How um we've changed behavior, um, personally, as well as businesses, and I think the what's Going to be fascinating is when we do get back to some sort of normal, is to how much and how long will those changes carry on for? Well, exactly. Um, I, things like you know, the like you mentioned, the um, wildlife coming back into the cities, is some amazing videos you can oh, see about God, that, yes. <laughs> um, and about um, the um, reduction in flights and other things, travel meaning that there's much uh, lower um, carbon emissions. Um, that that's pretty amazing, but I, I It'd be again really interesting to see how long that effect carries on for when we get back to some sort of normal but i think what everyone is agreed on is that business is not going to be the same as it was um what's the phrase businesses business business as usual is not an option um and it isn't going to be is it because we're going to learn actually we learn a lot of positive things i think yeah um which um our clients are probably going to be probably going to demand you know about hygiene and and um, social distancing and um, and uh, consultations and, and all sorts of things.
1: Mm. I can't say I've enjoyed it but I've sort of uh, enjoyed the extra time it's probably the first time in my career that I'm stopping <laughs> ever <laughs> in my life. I was
0: gonna say
1: Anne do you ever stop you're always. Exactly you? so and um, and you know so I to start with i Actually, I quite. I said I enjoyed it, especially because the weather was so wonderful. Um, I was on my bike a lot. I was delivering stuff to clients on my bike. I thought it's no point going calling Hermes. I'll do it myself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been quite positive yeah. so far.
2: And you've been filling your time, in, haven't you, with um, going down to the salon and doing I some know, uh, redecorations? I've, I've
1: cleaned so much. I tell yeah, you, yeah,
2: jobs that need you doing for a while. Yeah. We've come. And completely yeah. um, redone the loo, yeah. oh, the
1: most fantastic.
2: important room in the salon.
1: Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I've decided I, I was going to put this uh, tap, infrared tap, so people don't have to touch anything. So, um, you know, yeah, a lot of jobs I needed to be done, which you could never do. So I'm, uh, yeah, been okay. cleaning, painting, grouting. <laughs> so...
0: Set the scene for us a little bit. So um, you have, I know it's not a new thing for you. I know it's something that's been very dear to your heart for many, many years is sustainability and being eco-friendly and and what that embraces. But particularly in recent year or two, you have made your salon um, in Oxford carbon neutral, I believe. Yep. That's so you've right, had an yeah. award for that. So set the scene. So pre-lockdown, what would be <clears> the <throat> things that you had... What are the sort of key things that you've done with your business to, to make it more sustainable and to make it more aware?
2: Okay. Well, the thing we've been doing and really focusing on for about six or seven years is, has been our energy use and our carbon emissions. Um, and we, when we did a, our last major refit, which was uh, beginning of 2013, um, we put in... In the cell on a piece of uh, kit called a ceramic fuel cell, um, brand name BlueGen, um, and that um, has the same impact really as having solar panels because although it runs off uh, the uh, mains gas, what it does is it, it acts like a little power generator in your premises t- turning your mains gas into electricity and it does that at an incredible efficiency rate of about 80 percent And because it's so um, efficient, it qualifies as green energy. And um, so we've been getting the the feed-in tariff and everything from the government, just like as if we were generating energy from solar power. And it's cut our energy use by half and cut our um, carbon emissions, our carbon footprint, on its own by 40%. And at the same time, we changed all the lighting inside and out to LED and that um, cut our um, carbon emissions by about another 10% Can so, I
1: add something? Yeah if I, if I can add on the blue gen as well because the blue gen generates um, energy and heat to, for it to work instead of wasting that heat we heating our hot water with it so in effect our hot water costs us nothing
2: that, That's been the sort of star of what we did and then on top of that we've tried to do as much as possible in terms of um Uh, saving water, um, recycling, um, not not using, you know, polluting products, um, looking at um, packaging, all of the usual things. But just to come back to carbon footprint, it just occurred to me a couple of years ago, um, we're doing all this work, but we don't know actually um, how much effect it's having. You know, are we we really a low carbon um, salon or not? So... Um, a couple of years ago, I got in touch with a company called Carbon Footprint Limited, who um, are who do um, carbon neutral certification. And um, so they looked at our business. I had to provide them with a lot of facts and figures about energy use, travel, and all this sort of thing. And um, they came up with the figure that we were producing for two salons and business travel. Um, we were um, producing nineteen. Um, tons of carbon dioxide per year um, which is very low for a business our size now we've just been um, certified again for the second time literally two weeks ago um, we're only one salon now because we sold our other salon in vista back in october so for one salon employing 12 people um nine styling positions so it's sort of fairly small to medium size plus business travel um, We are now down to 13 tonnes of carbon dioxide emitted each year, and that is approximately one third of the average of of a a hair cell on that size, as far as I can make out. And in order, yeah, well, we're really pleased. It's really quite fantastic. And uh, in order to um, be certified carbon neutral, we have to offset, though, that 13 tonnes of uh, CO2. Um, and we've done that by um, uh, supporting a tree planting campaign in, uh, in the Rift Valley of Kenya, which we thought was a good way of doing that. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. So how easy is it? I mean, being honest with people listening, who, you know, sometimes it's quite overwhelming, you know, it's bad enough changing energy providers in the house, you know, to, mm. to address this. I'm aware that, Keith, you're the sort of business Side of of the company, and well, don't you land
1: um, that? Yeah, no, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I'm just, I'm not just the pretty face, all no, right? Let's get sure that straight.
0: Well, One quite but, good it's, but I mean, in, in all honesty, how much is what? Well, how big a task is it for somebody listening who thinks, great, that blue gen yeah. sounds amazing. I'll look into it. Is it something that you do need to have headspace and time to do, or is it actually relatively straightforward?
1: I think the one thing is to make sure you do it step by step. Yeah. It's a journey. It's not try to do everything at once, and any every little bits count. Keith was saying about water. Now I'm a real. Um, I'm just i I'm at war with the staff when it comes to water. I always say, please turn the the tap off at the backwash. The number of people who rinse color and let the water run the whole time you turn it off and, and there's all these little things which um, hopefully step by step you climb the mountains and that's what really um, we've been doing is making sure we step by step we're tackling one thing at the time yeah,
2: yeah I, I think, think it's really important not to feel in any way guilty because you're not doing everything possible yeah. because you'll see other salons will be doing amazing things um with say for example offering um refills just as an example so you can bring in your own you know container and refill with your um your shampoos and conditioners and so on um that sounds really easy um it's not that easy and we've only just started doing that very recently um but there's there's other things that are so easy um like buying recycled loo paper or yeah. um um <laughs> Changing
1: so, all your cleaning um, yeah. product. Products, I mean, yeah. because at yeah. the moment there's lots and lots out there. I mean, I'm bombarded on my Instagram with um, all sorts of things, all sorts of company, like the the toilet one. The the be- is called uh, Who Gives a Shit? Who Gives a Crap? No, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: uh, you're right. <laughs> That's beep 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 beep. beep. Yeah.
1: Um, and from that company, though, I bought. Uh, we bought the toilet paper. We bought the tissue from eco vibe i think I've, caught, I've bought all the cleaning equipment um i've started yeah. using vinegar this kind of stuff and yes it's a it does yeah. require a little bit of effort but once you're there it becomes a habit
2: yeah so you don't have to just i would say someone was trying to plan what to do they should you could you could literally say right every two or three months i mean i'm not sure anybody actually behaves like this but you know every two or three months I'll do this, and then another couple of months later, I'll do that. So you could, you could say, well, right. the first thing I'm gonna do is, um, if you haven't already, is, is um, switch from cotton towels to biodegradable towels like Easy Dry, or I mean, obviously other brands are available. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, ex- they're not a big investment to make, it's just a switch of cost from one thing to another, and they they do help save the planet. They cut down your water use. They're, more, they're much more hygienic mm. for clients.
1: Create a great talking point in the salon yeah. as well. The towel. I yeah. tend to give them yeah. to the client now. I just uh, if the conversation comes on the t- towel, I say, "Would well, you want to take your towel with you?" It's actually quite good to clean. And I don't know, some client does all sorts of painting or whatever, and they just they um, take them with them. Yeah. 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 So I mean. Um, yeah
0: once we come out of this lockdown like you say about the masks and um mm-hmm. everything have you thought about how you might change things to make yes. it as economically friendly as you possibly can I yeah. mean, obviously you're gonna have so, limitations yeah.
1: so what i uh, i've bought four big um sterilizer um like uv sterilizer yeah. So I'm going to ask everybody to have uh, two sets of tools. Mm-hmm. And they're always going to... Because I think it, it takes 30 minutes to sterilize all your tools. Right. They're quite big, actually. Uh, because I'm a little bit concerned about, as well, the amount of detergent we would use if <clears> we just um, clean all the time with, um, uh, with detergent. Um, so I bought the UV. And I've also bought this UV baton kind of light on a stick. -hmm. So I don't. um, So we're going to be sterilizing the surface in between each client with those UV um, thing, because they're also more environmental. Okay. Um, Well, that sounds interesting.
0: So is that something that? um, So that's something you've decided to do since the COVID pandemic.
1: Yes, I was just looking at how we can make sure we really um, obviously sterilize and clean everything, and it was just the use of detergent, who sort of. Worried me a bit. Said, yeah. "Okay, it's all very well, but there's a lot of detergent there to be used, which is not exactly uh, brilliant for uh, from, for the environment." So then I just came across these UV. I mean, the UV sterilizer on you, but I never thought of using that. But I'm always using the. But up until now, I use barbicide, but it's yet another chemical. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the sterilizer, are, I think, are going to be easier to use and very visual. A client, yeah. client yeah. I've set them in between two stations, so client will really see that. Yeah. Just to see we're and making I've, I've lots been, of effort.
0: And anecdotally, I think the media has given some coverage to UV being something that they believe does kill
1: the virus. So, it says it, it kills ninety percent of vi- bacteria and viruses, and yeah. um, and I did a bit of research because I was worried it might be um, uh, harmful to our health if you're exposed to UV. But we we've not really. Um, it it, it does, seems that like it, it's okay. It seems
2: it seems to be fine. Yeah, as yeah. far um, as you can make out. Mm. Yeah.
1: So. Um, so, obviously, before we go back to work, I'm going to really... I'm assuming we are not going to all be able to work together uh, because we are a team of 10. Yeah. So, I'm assuming we are going to have to space the visit a bit more. Like, if you have 45 minutes appointment, you're probably going to take an hour appointment. How many um, chairs do you have in your salon now? We have... Uh, 8... eight, eight of no, this 10. 10. 10. 10. Right. But... Um, we've got four on each side and two at the back so probably we're only going to be able to work three stylists in one time three or four stylists to make sure you use every other chair so realistically you're probably gonna cut down your turnover by mm. a quarter if not half i hope mm. not half so we we're looking at expanding the hours of opening maybe from eight o'clock to eight o'clock and then have two shift the difficulty is to make sure you, we give each member staff forty hours, because yeah. that's the difficulty if we can't all if we can't overlap at all. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, we're yeah. just gonna have to play with figures, play with rotor, this kind of thing, really, and probably open on Sunday as well. Yeah, I always said uh, over my dead body, but unfortunately. <laughs> 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 mm. <laughs> um, <You imagine laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, demand is gonna
2: be high. It is mm. definitely yeah. gonna be high, which yeah. is gonna be great for everybody in the industry when we get there yes absolutely (laughs) so we get there sooner rather than later
0: and clearly there's going to be a cost to this so um you know if we are starting to see more protective clothing in the salons for example Mm -hmm. and changing masks or or gowns in the way that we we see other yeah yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. so
0: that's going to be surely have
1: a financial impact isn't Uh it I just hope somebody's going to come with something environmentally friendly, biodegradable, because mm. I am horrified with the amount of mask and glove that there is lying around everywhere at the moment. Well, I mean, people time. are making
0: their own masks, aren't
1: they? Yeah, the I'm going to make breaking, my own actually. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So, I mean,
2: col- you, each of your stylists could
0: maybe have two and then yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But
2: I am aware that what, like, a, I think a face mask, um, there were. 20p each, roughly, no, before this, and now they're a pound. So there's a, obviously, crazy. you know, it's the market, mm. isn't it, um, yeah. supply and demand, but there's some profiteering going on. So what, a, what the cost of, um, of being much more hygienic and safer is going to be is a bit of, a, a mm. bit of an unknown, isn't it? I yeah. But I would think that perhaps, given the overall cost of running a salon, it won't be, you know, it won't be a sort of cripplingly significant i would hope i hope i hope hope it'll be manageable
0: it's got to be in the best best interest of the manufacturers to support the salons to support the hairdressers to both investigate what is safe and Mm. uh, appropriate for our industry and Mm. also to help um you know make it sustainable in some way to help with with distribution and advice mm. and, and information you know yeah, yeah. it's um we need to more than ever we need to join together and this is such a Absolutely. And, it's, and it's a global issue as well so, i know
1: because if you take it it's it's this is actually what's a bit freaking out about this whole thing is to think the whole world is living the same kind of yeah. issue yeah 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 it is
2: and um yeah we come so many of our suppliers uh, have international supply chains um um I mean, we're we're with Davinus. Um, well, that's not so bad because that's Italy. That's not that far away. But yeah. um, a lot of the other major suppliers, you know, will be some of the some products the will be coming across. over from the states mm-hmm. and um, probably Asia and all, from all yeah. over the place. And I know one of the things that big business is looking at is um, is a review of the, this global supply chain yeah. economy we've got and, and and a move perhaps to more local production and local supply chains which uh, again coming back to some of the benefits that might come out of all of this that's got to be one of them it's very daunting actually
1: in fact uh, Keith asked me the other day have you started talking to the staff about this uh, new rota and I said no because a we don't have any guideline at the moment so there's no point talking about nothing and I don't want to start that conversation because once I've started I won't It won't end. People will say, oh, but I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't work. And okay, let's just not even go there. Too many
2: what-ifs, yeah.
1: And I think this is an opportunity to readjust the client's
0: mindset in some way as to, you know, what the costing might be, what the financial situation might be, you know. And um, I suppose trying to put a sort of positive spin on it is an opportunity to say, you know, look how much you've missed us. And actually appointments, appointments now are costing us more to deliver because whether it's yeah, space yeah. or whether it's actual product mm. or whether it's time it's going to take um yeah. and what's involved so in a way we sort of um, as somebody yeah. recently said you cut away the fat but
1: it's a question of where you go forward yeah. with it hopefully they'll value and then they'll um learn to be on time because it's yeah. going to be an issue <laughs> no but it's going to be an issue oh, you know now if, because if you can't have two people overlapping the climb has to be on time. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, it really—I mean—it's always a problem when people are late. But it's going to be even more of a problem. Mm.
2: Yeah. And um, it's going to be an opportunity for our receptionists to um, gently guide people so that we avoid any more white space yes, exactly. on, on the booking, uh, the computer screen. So there are opportunities, um, mm. and it's interesting. I mean, in the early days, I. I seem to remember, you know, like four or five weeks ago, maybe some of the information coming across to salon owners was, um, well, about reducing prices to say welcome Mm -hmm. when they come Mm -hmm. back. I think Mm -hmm. we've all realised that that would be um, foolish and a mistake, because as you just explained, you know, the value of having your hair done is going to increase, and whereas I guess probably most of us will be fairly cautious and we won't be increasing prices from day one, um, it does need to be part of the, um, the strategy yes. um, and a real opportunity to, to maybe tackle that whole issue where, um, going off slightly on a tangent, overall, outside of the sort of top end of the industry, hairdressing is undervalued. By the customer. Definitely. And um, it'd be a fantastic opportunity for some of the salons that you hear who haven't put their prices up for donkey's years and and, are frightened that, oh, if I put my prices up, I'll lose clients, lose customers. A real opportunity for them um, to actually take that nettle by the hand and, and put their prices up.
0: Yeah, I think by so. Five or
2: ten percent.
0: absolutely, and I think there's definitely, definitely reason thinking behind it. And it also occurs to me, you know, the impact this will have on education and on training, because obviously you do staff training. So whether we will need, whether we will need to have a look at going back to moving away from live models and using more the dolls heads again, but equally dolls heads are not very sustainable. Um, so we need to mm. to find a yeah. way of constructing those that make them less wasteful mm. you know that's
1: true mm-hmm. and to
2: so what's the hair on dolly head it's mainly made the, out of an
1: oh the real hair or yak hair it's yeah. not that it's just the plastic of the head and uh, yeah. you know it's all, and once it's done you just throw it away yeah I maybe we can...
0: should get hair pieces to put on it if there's a way of creating a
1: doll's head yeah. that you have i think and uh, then... people people mm. point, point people or pivot point whatever has done that once you had like a slip on um can which obviously use less plastic i don't mm. i've never used this so i don't know i tend to keep my dolly i shave them and then after that i just i've just painted one all black and i've decided i'm going to paint one gold <laughs> and <paint> one <laughs> silver i think they look quite cool I'm, uh... yeah. you <laughs> continued with your kind of in salon training
0: whilst you've been
1: I have yes yeah. so um, in fact the staff have been brilliant I have to say so um, we started um, we've not done any hands on training y- so far um, we've got two sessions per week so we've got one on Tuesday and one on Friday so normally the, usually the are a couple of hours we started with uh, consultation the client uh, journey through the salon this kind of stuff uh moved from because we've mo- we're very new to with the product we're using we we all felt that we needed to know our product better so we then did uh product knowledge um now we're doing color theory color um, color correction this kind of stuff and um it's not always me in fact it, yeah, it's not me who runs the session every time I've given... Um, the, so at the moment, one of the girls is running the colour session because she's a much better colorist than I am. So it makes sense for her to do it. And uh, it's been really, really positive to the point where I'm sort of wondering, am I getting better participation because people are bored yeah. at home or is it because they're in the comfort of their own home um And it's brilliant. We've had some amazing, amazing uh, participation. And I'm wondering whether we should move the staff meeting to more of a Zoom yeah. uh, experience. <laughs> I don't know, because it's always difficult to find the right time to do a yeah. staff meeting yeah. be- between the, t- the fact you've got people so uh, part time. Yeah, there's distraction, and you've got part time. Do you do it at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day? it's really really difficult to find the right time but at the moment every time we have a meeting i have so much participation and yeah excitement okay this is cool it's really good to hear it's really good to hear i know now we're uh,
0: we're running out of time we need to to wrap this up shortly and i just thought it'd be interesting to hear from you both coming back to our theme of what would how would you very briefly either in words or short phrases describe your your Anvec Salon's brand values that embrace your your beliefs about?
2: Okay, um, should I? Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, we, we, we've um, gone as far as to, as to um, write a manifesto oh, wow. for hairdressing which you can see on our, our website, www.anvechair.com.
0: And it, 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 you know. it goes,
2: um, I'm going to have to do this from memory, but it, it basically goes something like this he says your hair the clients say your hair should be beautiful hairdressing should be professional hairdressing should be ethical hairdressing should be sustainable and then finally hairdressing is art art." and then we expand on that wow i like it um, and it's a challenge we say we do honestly think that um some things in UK hairdressing need to change. Mm-hmm. And this situation we're in now is an incredible opportunity because we've got this time to sort of think about what we're doing and how we can do it better. And, and so we, it'd be great if, um, yeah, if we could be, go forward, be more, more sustainable, more ethical. Yeah,
0: absolutely, what a brilliant thing. And Anne, what's your hope for post, post-pandemic for the hairdressing industry? How would you describe your hope for the industry?
1: Well, I, um, a bit more of the same, really, making sure we run it in a more sustainable way, um, in a more responsible way. I'm I'm really worried about all these extra equipment we will need, and I really, really hope we'll have something which is sustainable and reusable or whatever, so we don't sort of increase the wastage we, we create, really. Brilliant. So... Thank you very much. And um, to just on adding something is I've got it in my hand there. When um, to get the the staff on board of with our sustainable um, way, I gave them a bag um, a bag for life at the the new year, and I gave them a little thing like this in there, and it says here uh, a bag for life because we don't have planet B. And inside the bag, there was all sorts of goody thing, like a reusable cup, a straw when they go on their drinking night. Uh, I don't <laughs> know, lots of sustainable goodies. Oh, wow. And yeah, and it was really, really popular. They loved it, oh, absolutely loved brilliant. it. That's excellent, mm. thank you so much. Yeah, well, I think so. there's there's a lot
0: in there um, that's really useful. So we will say thank you very much to our guests, anne Beck and Keith Mellon at Anne-Vec Salons. There are lots of references in our conversation to websites and to brand names and places that people can, can source more sustainable and eco-friendly things that they might like to apply in their salon. So I think taking it slowly, step by step, was great advice. And we'll write all of this in notes. So anybody listening to the podcast, please scroll down and you'll see in the show notes all the references that these guys have made. And if you mm. like listening to this, do check out the Podcast library for respectfully podcasts on iTunes and other platforms, and if you like what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review us because it helps to drive us up the charts. Thank you very much. Thank you from me, Nikki Pope. And me, Lauren Stein. Thanks, guys. And, yeah. And Thank you. Thanks. Yeah.
1: Thanks, thanks,
2: Nikki. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for having us. No problem. See you <laughs> okay. soon.
0: Bye bye.
2: Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, bye. bye.